Well, what you are looking at behind me are the Swiss Alps, a uh, little piece of them anyway. And they are so beautiful and so magnificent and so inspiring and so immovable that I had to do one video just to talk about mountains and the Bible and God's presence in our life and my need for him. I can't. I can't become the person I want or do the kind of life that I want to do. But God can, and so I ask him. And so I'm going to simply share that together with you. I've talked before about how one of the favorite psalms in my life is Psalm 121 that starts out, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where's my help come from? That little phrase, I lift up my eyes, reminds me that I'm able to direct my attention. I'm able to choose what it is that I will focus on. While we're here, Nance and I will often take long hikes and you go from one little village through the mountains, get to another one. There's cows all around. You might be able to hear bells right now if you listen really carefully. Uh, I can hear them. And they are not church bells. They are cow bells. The Swiss do this. They have these giant bells on these giant cows and they're kind of um, in harmony with each other. It's quite remarkable. But we were hiking the other day. Nancy was leading the way and she started heading down the wrong path. And so we had to redirect and she said, yeah, when I'm going up the mountain, sometimes I'll just look down because it makes it a little bit easier to climb. But then I lose track of where it is that I am. I lift up. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. Um, lift up your hearts. This is an ancient call to worship each day. We will lift them up. Right now, I can lift my heart up. I lift up my eyes. I look beyond myself. I look beyond my little problems. I look beyond my limitations. God constantly invites me to do this beyond my inadequacies. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where's my help come from? And now it's important to remember that when the psalmist said those words, the idea was not my help cometh from the hills. This is not about vague inspiration, although inspiration is a very good thing and God loves to inspire us. I remember when I lift, uh, when I lift my eyes up to the hills, I remember not just the hills, but the one who made the hills. The hills actually are a problem. You might remember there was an ancient prophecy and it's repeated again when John the Baptist comes about the day is coming when every mountain will be laid low and every valley will be lifted up. And that's because if you have some place to go, a hill gets in the way. So you might think for a moment, what are your challenges? What are your problems in your world, in your finances, in your work, with your other people? What's a mountain that you feel like you cannot climb? Nancy and I have often thought about the first time we ever came to the Alps. We were in the first year of our marriage. We got to spend the better part of that year in Aberdeen, Scotland, studying. Um, and then uh, a person that we hardly even knew, we met through a mutual contact, invited us to Flim, Switzerland for a couple of weeks over Christmas vacation. And um, we could not believe our good fortune. I grew up in the Midwest in a very flat part of the world, so I had never skied before. So the first time I skied was in the Swiss Alps. And I made it down the bunny slope a couple times and then uh, down something more challenging. But then when I was coming back up on the T-bar, I fell off the T-bar. And the only way then to get down to the bottom of the uh, slope was I had to walk through real deep slow snow until I got to a slope. And that slope was a double black diamond. And so the only way I could get down it was 
to go about five feet and then fall and then about five feet and fall. When I fell off the T-bar, the one word I recognized people saying to me as they whizzed past me on the T-bar trying to avoid me was doom cough. And so I was reminded then that a mountain can be a real problem. A mountain can be a real challenge. And I have mountains in my life. I will find very often these days, this morning when I woke up, a kind of slowness in my spirit and an ache for certain parts of my life, problems that I would like to be different, that I wish that I could face differently, but they are not movable like a mountain is not movable. And so I'm reminded of the words of Jesus in Matthew 17, where he says, if you just have faith of a mustard seed, little bit of faith, you can say to this mountain, be moved and it'll move. And apparently I don't even have that much faith yet because I'm not able to move those kind of mountains. But what I cling to is the promise of Jesus that it's a much better thing to have a little bit of faith in a real big God than a whole lot of faith in a real little God. And so I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It doesn't come from the hills. It comes from the one who made those hills. And that's a real deep part of this particular passage as well. Partly because mountains are so inspirational because when we stand on them, there's this sense of transcendence because a mountain is as close as we can get to the heavens. And so it represents to us this sense of being close to the transcendent, being close to God. Hills in the ancient world were also a place where idols were worshipped. And if you're a Bible person at all, if you read much about the Old Testament, you know that very often they will talk about uh, it is the job of the leaders of Israel to destroy the high places, the high places where where altars were built and sacrifices were made, sometimes chilling ones, sometimes even infant sacrifices to idols, to pagan gods. And so the the hills could become a place of idolatry. And when I lift up my eyes to the hills, I ask myself, what are the idols in my life? I'm tempted to think that my life could be safe and secure if I have enough money. As I am recording this, um, the stock market, which is another one of those hills, which can be another one of those idols, um, economy and money, is not doing too well. It is on its way down. It is not on its way up. And it's an opportunity to remember, oh yeah, I don't find my security in that particular hill on that particular mountain. I lift up my eyes to the hills where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. I am reminded when I lift up my eyes to the hills that God is present in hills and valleys. There's a wonderful story in 1 Kings chapter 20. Israel is at battle. Ben-Hadad of the Arameans comes up against them and, and loses to them. God gives the victory to the Israelites in the city of Samaria, which is located in the hills. So the advisors to this pagan king say to him, well, the reason that we lost is that the Israel's God is the God of the hills. He's the God of the mountains. In the ancient world, uh, they believed that the earth was peopled by gods, but they were little gods and they were tribal gods. They were regional gods. They were limited gods. And so they thought the God of the Israel's must have power in the hills. And so if we fight them again, we need to fight them in the valleys, fight them on the plains, and then we will defeat them. So the next year, Ben-Hadad led the Arameans, and God said to the Israelites, because they think that I am the God only of the hills and not the God of the plains, I will give you the victory in the valleys so that you might know I am the God of the hills and I am the God of the valleys. And I love that thought as I walk through my life. 
we have a natural tendency to think of mountaintop experiences, those places where we are most inspired, where we feel most strong, and then being in the valley when our hearts are low, or our spirits are low, and I know those days too. And to say, when I come to a day when I feel low, I don't have to try to elevate myself. I don't have to try to make myself feel good or strong. He is the, he is the God of the hills. He is the God of the valleys. I will meet him either place. How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news. Because if you see those feet on the mountain, you know they have um, done extra work. They have been engaged in quite a lot of labor to bring good news. So this good news must be really important, and it is. It is on a mountain uh, in the Gospel of Matthew. I think it's the 17th chapter where we see what humanity can be. Jesus is transfigured. He glows. He is radiant with the presence and the power of God. And part of why that's so significant is it has always been understood. This is a picture of how Jesus became like us, what our humanity might yet become. I lift my eyes to the hills. But then, of course, there is another hill uh, called Calvary, where he is lifted up on a cross. And on that hill, we see not the mystery of a human being becoming fully alive. We see the mystery of a God who dies from suffering love. So that our death doesn't have to be the last word in our lives. So that we can have the hope of life beyond death. So that's the word from this place of great mountains where we lift up our eyes and we remember where our hope really lies. He is the God of the mountains. He is the God of the valleys. He will meet me. He will meet you today, however high or low we may be. I love you. Have a great day.